Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Why don't you find 1 Corinthians chapter 3 to start with tonight? And uh, I'm going to give you the title of the message, and and, uh, I hope you don't think I'm aiming it at you, but... Uh, I guess you are here, <laughs> but it's nothing personal, believe me. Uh, it just what was uh, dropped in my heart to talk about. I'm going to talk about the carnal Christian. <laughs> were those boos or were those O's? <laughs> the carnal Christian. How many know we don't want to be that, right? <clears throat> Now, I'm sure that all of us have our moments where we might act that way, but let's don't live that way. Amen. Amen. So let, I tell you what, let's, uh, let's begin in the second chapter of uh, Corinthians. And uh, verse 14, the Apostle Paul said, But the natural man, he receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual, he judges all things, yet he himself is judged or discerned of no man. You know, they can't understand us. The world can't understand us because we're we're spiritual. Uh, but But who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. And then Paul said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Well, that's bad news. If Paul's wanting to speak to you and he can't speak to his spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto or up till now you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able, for you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal? And walk as men, or literally, uh, I think it might be the Amplified Bible brings this out, as mere unchanged men. In other words, you and I are not supposed to walk like normal men. Amen? We're not just bound by the, the 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 normalcy of life. Because we've been changed, amen? And we have supernatural power living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. And so I want to talk about, when we read through these passages that we just read, these verses, Paul lists three different types of men. He talked about the natural man. Now, the natural man is the man who's, we'll say, world, W-O-R-L-D, world ruled. In other words, whatever the world thinks, that's what he thinks. However the world thinks it's supposed to be, that's the way he thinks it's supposed to be, or her. Uh, however the world calculates it, that's the way this person does. How I many? there are Christians that are like that. There are. And then he talked about the uh, carnal man, which he said the Corinthians were carnal. The carnal man is the body or the flesh-ruled man. He's ruled by his body or his fleshly nature, you know, whatever it wants. And that's what Paul said about the church at Corinth. Now, they're Christians. But he said, you are body ruled. Then he, then he went on to talk about the spiritual man. Uh, he said, I couldn't speak unto you as unto spiritual. And he talked about us being spiritual. And the spiritual man is the man who's ruled by the Word and the Spirit of God. And that's the one we want to come to, amen? We want to be ruled by the world 
Uh, I mean, by the Word and the Spirit of God, right? Now, I know that, you know, I'm 40-some years into this thing, and there are times that I listen to my body. All right, am I alone in this? All right, yeah. And so I do what my body wants to do, and I know it's not always, and I'm not talking about gross sin necessarily. That's not what I mean. It could be that with people. But, you know, we just listen to what the flesh wants to do. How many of the flesh has a tendency to be lazy? It, it has a tendency to take the easy way, right? Or do things that, uh, you know, I, I made a statement. I didn't know it would it'd become so renowned. But I made a statement, I don't know what message it was, that wisdom is doing today what you'll be happy with tomorrow. And Phyllis wrote it down on a sticky tab and put it on the pantry door. I don't think you're getting what I'm saying here. Every time you open up to get food, it says wisdom is doing today what you'll be happy with tomorrow. Now you understand what I'm talking about? Now, how many know, even, though, even though it says that, you have to do it. Because she says it doesn't work. For her. It doesn't work for, for her. And uh, I won't, uh, yeah, I'll just check the Cheeto bag. I, it's, it's depleted big time. And I just bought it. And, uh, you know, I asked her the other day, I said, what kind of potato chips do you want me to buy me now? I said, Cause I, ain't, I ain't get much of those Cheetos. But anyway, that, that's not healthy eating, by the way. But anyway, it, it, you know, it, they're in there. But anyway, praise God. If you do it, it works. If you don't, you know, it doesn't. But, but anyway, so, so how many understand we want to move from just being the natural? Because, you know, if you, don't, if you don't know the word, how many know, even though you're saved and you don't, you don't learn the word, how many know you, you're going to just think just like the world does? So you're going to be like the natural world. You're not going to realize that there's promises, there's provisions, there's ways that you can live in a, superna- a supernatural life that's beyond what the natural says. Right. The only hope you have is what the world gives you, which isn't much. And so, but once you get to thinking, once you get your mind renewed, you begin to realize, hey, I've got God on my side. Yeah. Amen. And so you, you go beyond that, see? And so then, you, you know, like the church at Corinth, he called them carnal because they were fleshly ruled, they were body ruled, and so whatever their body wanted, well, that's just what, that's what they did. And that'll get you in trouble, won't it? If you do everything your body wants to do, you're going to find yourself in trouble. And I'll show you some scripture, more scripture about this in a minute, in case you think that you have arrived and you have your heavenly body, I'm going to tell you, you don't yet. Thank God that day's coming. Yeah. Won't that be a day when we get our glorified bodies? Yeah. How many know that day's coming? Yeah. Uh, and it's coming, it's coming quickly. Yeah. And when that happens, then praise God, no more temptation to sin. Yeah. We'll be, you know, uh, I forget how old timers used to say it, you know, we've been delivered from the penalty of sin. We've been delivered from the power of sin. Uh, you know, but eventually when we get our glorified body, we're going to be delivered from the presence of sin. I mean, it's not even going to be in our presence, praise God. Won't that be wonderful? Amen. Well, so I want to talk to you about this tonight. I want, and I'm, you know, I don't know how long this will take me, probably not very long. But I want to just talk to you about this tonight, about how we, don't, we want to make sure 
that we're not carnal Christians. And uh, that we don't, uh, how many know you can, did you know you can regress spiritually? Yeah, the Bible teaches that. You, you could be at one level and go back. Because, you know, you're either going forward or you're going backward. In this world, the, the current, you've got to go one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? And so there are, there are Christians that regress. Paul talked about it. He told the church at Hebrews, the Hebrew people, he said, uh, you know, you ought to be teachers by now, but you have one that needs to teach you again these principles. So they had them, but they lost them because they regressed. Amen. A guy told me in this church one time, he said, I don't, I don't believe in backsliding. Well, don't ever do it. But his theory was, I don't, ever, I don't believe you can. Oh, yeah, you can. If, you don't go, if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. And so, you know, I'm sorry, but um, I don't care what you believe in. <laughs> you better check the Bible and believe what it says. Because Paul said we can let these things slip. And so we have to hang on to them. Amen. Now, look at this. Uh, uh, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And uh, I hope you get something else tonight. Uh, I think, you know, it, it's not all going to be negative. Um, there's a lot of positive things we're going to look at tonight. But we have to make sure that we're, we're, we're striving to be the spiritual man, the one who's ruled by the Word and by the Spirit. Man, when you rule by the Word and Spirit, there's a lot of freedom to it. There's a lot of freedom to it. You know, the Bible talks about a sin having pleasure for a season. But the season's awful short. And the payday's awfully bad. You know, but God gives us something called eternal joy. And there's joy in His Word. Hallelujah. And so there's a big difference between what the world offers and what God offers. Amen. Big difference. You know, you know, it has. I don't want to say that. That wouldn't be, because I, I don't. I don't want to make sure nobody answers this question. But I was just thinking: Have you ever sinned and felt good about it? Not if you're a believer. Never. It always made you feel worse, right? Lower. But thank God, uh, when you do the things of God, you do the Word. It makes you feel good. Now look at this in Second uh, Corinthians. Go there to, to chapter nine. And uh, I think I, oh, no, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Did I tell you that? All right, go there and look at the scriptures. Uh, verse, uh, let's just begin verse 24. It says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. How many know there's, you know, there's only one prize for first place? I know the rules have been rewritten by, by people, but they're still, it's just dumb. I mean, there's a lot of things that are being pushed today. They're just dumb. I mean, I don't even have to be saved to know they're dumb. I would have thought they was dumb before I met Jesus. That's just dumb. Like, everybody wins. Everybody gets, just show up, you know. You, you know, everybody, you know, they're starting to grade our kids that way in, in classroom where, you know, we all, you know, we don't want to fail anybody. Hey, some people fail. And if they fail, they fail. We've got to do something about it. We've got to fix it. Don't, but they just move them on and let them be dumb. That's not a good thing. I said, that's not a good thing. Did you ever get an F, Pastor? Yeah. I had to take, I had to take uh, one class. You know, pr probably the, the hardest years of my life were those five years I spent in fourth grade. 
Those were tough. I'm teasing. But I, I had to, you know, I had to, um, I had to um, you know, retake, it. what was it, English class? One time when I, I, I didn't realize I'd failed it until I got in high school and they put me in the special class for learning English again, <laughs> English literature, whatever it was. I don't know, you know, I didn't even know I'd failed it. Nobody told me. I guess they checked my test scores and said, well, you know, you need to go into special class this year. And, you know, to this day, I still don't know, you know, everything about, you know, what is, what is this and what is that. You know, you know, the things that they use and all that, you know. I know what a verb is, a noun is. Come on, don't look at me like that. I know what a verb is and a noun is, but, you know, there's some things. I don't really care. As long as people understand what I'm saying, I'm good. Right? It's like I said, Wigglesworth said one time, he wrote a letter to another preacher, and the preacher, when he saw him, he said, did you know you spell the same word three different ways? <laughs> Brother Wigglesworth said, well, did you understand what I meant? He said, yeah. He said, well, that's all I'm after. All right. Now, I think we ought to try to do better. Don't misunderstand me, because Jill's back there like, what are you talking about? But, you know, what I'm just saying, I'm just saying there are bigger things in life than, than to know how to spell hippopotamus. All right, anyway. Now, <laughs> I don't know how we got off on that. But, one, but know ye not that they which run in, run in the race, they run on, but one receives the prize. Just one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. Now, here's the good thing about this Christian life. We can all win. And this is what Paul's talking about, how to win. Amen. And every man that strives for the mastery, or that's the old King James, he competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Or in other words, he restricts himself. How I many know if you're an athlete, you got to restrict yourself if you're going to do well? You can't just have the donuts all the time. <laughs> Maybe once in a while. But, you know, it's, you know, it's like when you show up at a race and you look at the, the people in the back that are, have got the, the Dunkin' Donut box and coffee, you know they're not going to finish first place. You know, when I was running, I could really. When I was running, I could walk up there and I could just about tell you, pick out the, the guys that were going to, guys or ladies that were going to win. You could just tell. Why? Because they didn't look like the rest of us. <laughs> they, were, they had restricted themselves. They were, they were lean and mean. And, you know, I'm, I was 170 pounds. No, I'm not 170 pounds now. And I'm not telling you whether I'm south of that or north of that. You figure it out. But anyway. <laughs> but you can tell because you know, they had restricted themselves. They, you know, and you get these athletes. I mean, they get up. You know, like some of these athletes now, they have, uh, they have their own special trainers, their own dietitians, you know, nutritionists, they call them. And, you know, the, you know I was watching this boxer the other night, a couple weeks ago, whatever. He's a champion. And, uh, you know, uh, he's really good, but he's really young. And I mean, you know, he eats just junk. He just eats junk. And one of the one of the other boxers was a commentator that's been a champion himself. He said, that's gonna catch up with him eventually. You know, he's gonna have to straighten that up. But he's like, I don't care. This is who I am, you know. Give me the Cheetos, give me the give me the you know, the donuts and and he's still winning right now. But you you know, and there's this other boxer, and he just fought the other night. But he lost his title. He's never been defeated, but he's lost his title. And the reason he lost his title is because he came in overweight, because he didn't restrict himself. And so, 
<coughs> you know, when you're a, a professional athlete, you know, you gotta, you got to do the right things. Well, as a Christian, how many want to win? What does that mean? That means we, we're walking in the blessing, amen? How many want to win? You have to restrict yourself sometimes, right? You can't just do anything and let your body just do anything it wants to do. Now, he said in verse 25, middleway through, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. How many know we're going to have a lot better crown? That crown they get, that gold medal, man, that thing, it's, it's, it's going to fade away. But the crown we're going to get is going to last forever. Hallelujah. And he says, uh, I therefore, verse 26, run not as uncertainly, or nor fi so fight I, not as one that beats the air. In other words, he's saying, I don't do this without a definite aim. I know what I got to do. That's what Paul's saying. And what is it he has to do? He said, I, I'm verse 27, but I keep under my body. I got to keep my body under. Well, how many of Paul had to keep his body under? How many believe that maybe we probably have to, too? <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> well, I won't go there. <laughs> but, but listen, and, and listen, this, this word keep under, or the two words there, keep under, where Paul said, I keep under my body. Listen to what that means. <clears throat> that, that was, that Greek, the Greek word there, that, you know, keep under, it means to, to buffet, but not buffet, buffet, hit. You know what I mean, buffet. It means to hit under the eye. <clears throat> it means to annoy. <laughs> When's the last time you, you annoyed your body? <laughs> we got such a practice of letting it have what it wants, see? To annoy, listen, it, it also, it, it describes a person who fights with the fist, a pugilist, you know, a boxer, and it means to handle roughly. In other words, Paul said, you know, I, I handle my body roughly. Now, that doesn't mean he's abusing his body. It just means he doesn't let it dictate to him what he's going to do. Amen. You know, I've had people before say, uh, you know, I want to go with you, Pastor, on a mission field sometime. Well, I'd love for you to go. But let me tell you something. It's not a vacation. Y'all listening now? I mean, are you, are you ready to get in, a, get in and arrive about 2.30 in the morning and get up at 4.30 in the morning to go to a meeting? I didn't think so. <clears throat> so maybe y'all think about this, I want to go with you, Pastor. Now, you know, I, and I was talking to Pastor Chuck Evelyn, you know, I were talking about, because we've been together on the mission field before. He's gone with me a couple times to Honduras. And, uh, you know, in the beginning days, you know, we stayed in some not-so-nice places. But we were in the capital city, you know, there in Honduras, Tegucigalpa. Now, after, after a few times of that, we learned, hey, there are some nicer hotels here in town. Because there's, there's Americans and others that come in and do business. We, we sought them out. We found them. And the last place I stayed at when I was there, I wouldn't have wanted you to see it. I wouldn't want you to see, I told Pastor Chuck, I said, I wouldn't want my people to see in the first places we stayed at because they would never go. And I wouldn't want them to see the last place we stayed at because I think we're on vacation. This place was so nice, I could have moved and lived there, you know. Uh, it was just that nice. But, you know, you get out of the city, and that's gone. That's gone. Forget it, man. You, you're going you're gonna to get whatever you can. Phyllis is gone with me. She doesn't go any longer. 
I don't know if that one trip in that, up there near the rainforest into that for her where we slept on that one place. But anyway, she buried her nose in my shoulder the whole night. I mean, the whole night. Like, oh, man. Uh, stuff crawling in the shower, little bugs and stuff, you know. You know, so but it's not always that way, you know. You, if somebody wants to go the first time, I'll probably take them to the cushy part. And then later on, take them to the not-so-cushy part. Amen. Now, <clears throat> I've lost weight. I've, I've, you know, everything else. But, and, and you know what? You, if you're listening to your body, you won't go. I mean, there's no reason for me to go. It's not going to be a vacation. I'm not going to get an offering. I'm paying to go. You follow what I'm saying? It has to be because... You want to follow the will of God. You want, you want to help people. Or you're just not going to go, right? There's no point in going. I'm a, listen, man, there's two places I like to be. Both of them's home. <clears throat> I'm a home body guy. You could, I mean, you know, really, really, on vacation, take a vacation, go to Disney World. Hey, man, I just go home. I can go home. That's, that's vacation to me. So, so you understand, you, 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 it's, just, it's just a matter of you gotta, if you're going to win, like Paul said, you've got you to gotta handle your body roughly. And notice he said the last part, verse 27, he says, uh, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached unto others, I myself should be a castaway or disqualified. Disqualified. See, if you're a fighter, you fight in a weight class. You come in overweight. And you know what? You can be disqualified for that. You can lose your title. You can lose part of your, your, pay, your purse. You know, a lot of different things could happen. But, but see, here's what Paul said. He said, now notice, what, notice how he said this. He said, I keep under. Notice he didn't say, I put under. He said, what's the big deal about that? Keep, put means one time. Keep means Continually. I continually make my body behave and do what it's supposed to do. Now, once again, certainly this applies to sin, but it also applies to discipline. You know, your body doesn't want to pray. Your body doesn't want to read the Word. Your body doesn't want to do certain things that are Christian disciplines. Am I the only one that has to make my body yeah. How many believe if Paul said he had to do it, how many believe we'll probably still be working on this a while? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if he had to do it, we're going to have to do it. Amen? Yeah. So I think it's just important that we understand that no matter where we're at, no matter how spiritual we, we are, no how, how long we've been serving the Lord, we still got to keep our body under. we still got to make it behave. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You know, there's certain people that, you know, as you get older, you know, uh, they still keep themselves strong. They still keep their body strong. Man, I'll tell you what, I've seen some older guys that, I'm telling you what, they were in good shape. You know what I'm saying? Guys, Pastor Chuck's age and so forth, and James's age, they were still in good, they were still in good shape. But have me understand, you got to work at it, don't you? I said you got to work at it. I've gone out, you know, now, I don't mean to, to disappoint him out, but Pastor Chuck's in pretty good shape. I mean, he, he's, got, he's got his weight under control. But sometimes we'll go out to eat, and he cuts his hamburger in half. I don't cut hamburgers in half. I eat the whole hamburger. 
That's why he looks like he does, and I look like I do. Somebody asked me one time, you, you know, I had, the rest of my men was sitting there, and they go, you taking that home? I said, absolutely. In this container. I'm taking it home all right. Matter of fact, I might have it for a week or two. I don't know. It may be, it may be around for a few years. <laughs> oh, it reminded me. I ran into a pastor friend I hadn't seen in a long time. Oh, this was so funny. We were at the, I was at this church for a meeting, and he was there too. I didn't realize he was even there, and I walked out to go into the lobby. I was going to go to the bathroom out of the sanctuary and ran into him. And he, he looked at me and goes, man, you're looking good. I probably had on black that night. Black makes you look thinner. And uh, he goes, he goes, you're looking good. I said, I ought to. I've been losing weight for 35 years. I ought to get something out of it. Amen. Now, so how many see what Paul said here? He said, if you're going to win, if you're going to be a winner, in, in, in the Christian life, you got to restrict yourself. You got to discipline your body. You got to keep it. You can't be body ruled and win. The body will disqualify you. It'll disqualify you. Look at this. Come on, are you get anything? Look at this in Colossians. I'm not going to go much longer. We're going to get out early tonight, I think. Look at this in Colossians chapter. Um, I know the nursery workers are going to be disappointed, but. They'll just have to get over it. Go to, go to Colossians chapter 2. <clears throat> go there. It, it, I think it's important that we understand. It, how many know we got to understand the way God made us in the, in the new birth? Because, you know, I hear people talk about that we have you know, two natures inside of us. Well, let me just say this to you. Your nature got changed when you got saved, right? Now, I, I do believe the Scripture teaches that we still have to deal with the flesh, all right? The, the, the flesh still wants to act up, all right? So we have, to, we have to make it, we have to bring it into subjection, see? And so there's coming a day when we're going to get a glorious body. Now, when we get that body, we are delivered, the Bible says, from this corruption, See, the Bible calls this body a vile body. We talked about that Sunday morning. And, and this body has the propensity to sin in it. But that is not you, that's your house. The you is the spirit man. He doesn't have that any longer. He's been born again. He doesn't want to sin. When I got saved, my nature got changed. I, I wasn't looking to sin. I still did, but I wasn't looking to do it. I was looking to get out of it. I was looking to get free from it. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, I was looking to be free from it. I wasn't looking to do it. The, the reason I did, if I did, is because I let my body rule at that point. And when it rules, it'll get you in trouble. Does that make, does that make sense to you? You know, uh, Brother Hicks used to say this. He says, there are two natures within my, my chest. But you had to understand what he's talking about. He wasn't talking about your spirit man was half God, half devil. He said, there are two natures within my chest. One is cursed, one is blessed. One I love, one I hate. The one I feed will dominate. That's powerful. Because, you know, you've been born again. There's just the nature of God inside of you. But you still, are, you still have this treasure, the Bible says, an earthen vessel. And that vessel wants to, it's got a problem. It needs to still, it, it's, not been, it's not received its redemption yet. That's what Romans 8 is talking about, that, that when, we, when the glorious liberty of the children of God, 
And it's talking about our bodies. When we put off these bodies that are sin, that, that are prone to sin, when we do that, we get those glorious bodies. We'll not even be tempted any longer. Glory. Won't that be wonderful? See, you know what? See, some, just like in life, some things don't tempt you. I can walk by the salad bar, you know, at any restaurant. The only thing that tempts me on there is the crackers. That's it. Maybe the cheese, you know. I mean, I can walk right by that. Why? There's, no, there's nothing in me that wants it. Now, Phyllis is another story for her. She loves salad. She actually chooses it as comfort food. Did y'all hear what I said? Anybody that chooses salad as comfort food, I don't understand those people. I love them, but I don't understand them. I love my wife, but I don't understand that. Comfort food to me is like a, a country fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeast rose, butterscotch pecan pie. That's comfort food. I'm here for what I'm saying. But, you know, sometimes she'll come home, and, I'm, I, and she, she brings home a salad that she's gotten. And she said, I just need to, that, that's my comfort food. I'm like, man. Everybody's different. Some people are normal. Some people are weird. But everybody's different. And I'll let you decide who's what. All right, I didn't say. But look at this, because I want, I want you to see what happened to us when we got born again. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, In whom also are in Jesus also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands and the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Now that probably makes no sense to you at all. But I'm going to tell you, you know, you know, circumcision was part of the Old Testament covenant. If you were in God's Old Testament covenant, the men were circumcised. Okay? What he's talking about here is our circumcision under this new covenant is the cutting off of, of the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh. In other words, when we get saved, that part of our life doesn't rule and control us anymore. That's been circumcised. That's been cut off. That's no longer the controlling factor. In other words, the old us that, you know, the, the old self that just did whatever the body wanted to do, just whatever, you know, your soul wanted to do or your body wanted to do, that part of you has been cut off and is not in control any longer. You now have put on Christ. I don't know if I, did that, did that make any sense to you? See, that, that, the, what he's saying is, is we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we've got that put off. We've got that body of, of the sins of the flesh. That's been put off. That's, we were circumcised spiritually. That part that controlled our lives before we were born again, that's cut off now. Now, it's still there, but it's cut off the control of it. It's cut off. Right? Now, we're born again. Something else is controlling us or should be controlling us. And that's God's word. Right? That's God's Spirit. You ever, met, you ever read in Galatians, it says, if you are led of the Spirit, you're not under the law? What does that mean? You don't need the law if you're led by the Spirit because the Spirit will always lead you in line with the Word. How I many know, do you, understand, do you understand that laws don't stop people from breaking the law? Matter of fact, for some kids, it just... You know, we, we have a grand, grand one, maybe more than one do it, but I'm not naming them. We have one that I guarantee you, 
when she was young, if there had been a red button here and it would blow up the whole state of Indiana, and we said, whatever you do, don't push that button, that's exactly what she would have done. She would have blew the whole state of Indiana up because she would have pushed that button. Because now that you've made a... If you hadn't said anything about the button, well, this kid would have still pushed it. But anyway... <laughs> I better watch what I say, because this one here push anything, you know. I remember the first time, yeah, well, let's leave it alone. One time I told him, I said, man, she was in the office with me. And I said, man, uh, when I came out of there, I, I told Michelle, and I told her, I said, man, I feel like i got an octopus in my office, man. The arms are going everywhere. It's like, it's like this, this kid's got to have more than two arms. Everything got grabbed. But help me understand, a law, a law, does not, a law doesn't stop you. No. Your, your nature has to be changed, see. See, but when you get full of the Spirit, that stops you. You're led of the Spirit. See, why? Because there's a power inside of you working. You know, just, just, to, just to tell, that's the same way just in our own lives, you know, just making laws. The law is good. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, but it doesn't have the power to help you. It's the Holy Spirit has the power to help you. Amen. The law will tell you what's killing you, but you've got, you got to have spiritual power. Amen? All right. I want to look at two more things. Is that all right? Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Go there. 1 Thessalonians 5. I want to just read one verse here. Uh, verse 23, Paul said, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Now, not, that's not H-O-L-Y. It's W-H-O-L-Y. There's a difference. See, that, 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 that holy means all one piece or completely. See, I, And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what's Paul saying here? Well, here is what he's saying. He's praying that, you're, you know, you're th there's three parts to you. Spirit, soul, and body. The world will recognize like the soul and the body, but they don't really know much about the spirit. You go to psychology, and they, they, they'll recognize the soul and the body, uh, but there's something else there. There's the spirit. Spirit, soul, and body, right? Paul said spirit, soul, and body. That's what you are. I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body. The, the inner man, your, you know, the, the, the spirit, you know, uh, being your inner man, you know, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, and, of course, you know what your body is, all right? So he said, I pray that they be sanctified holy. What is he saying? I'm praying that they work in sync with one another. In other words, that they work together as a complete unit. What, what does that mean? That, that, you're, that you, got your, you got your spirit man in charge of your soul and your body, and they're doing the bidding of the spirit man on the inside of you, who has the Holy Spirit living in him. Hallelujah. And, and he's just, he says, I'm praying that you live your life in such a way where your inner man dominates. He dominates. He controls what your body's doing, what your mind's thinking. Amen. And he says, uh, and notice, notice now, because you'll hear the world, <clears throat> you'll even hear Christians say this, uh, body, soul, and spirit. But how I many know oh, that's backwards? 
He said spirit, soul, and body. Why is that important? Because what, what you put first is what's going to dominate. See, if you let your body rule you, it'll dominate you. It'll dominate you. Amen. Um, people have destroyed their lives because their body dominated. They let their body dominate them. You know, maybe they got hooked on something. Their body did, their flesh, and they just let their body destroy their life. Amen. I've seen that. Now, you know, or there are people in our country and all, well, all other countries for that matter, that allow their, their soul to rule, their mind, their will, their emotions. Man, I've seen Christians, if, you know, they let their emotions rule them. If they feel good, if they feel right, if they have good emotions, then, you know, everything's all right. How many of you can't allow your emotions to rule you or the devil? He'll have you messed up all the time. Yeah. Amen. I hope that makes sense to you. But you, you've got, you know, one person asked Wigglesworth one time, said, they said, uh, Brother Wigglesworth, how do you feel? I like what he said. He said, I don't ask Wigglesworth how he feels. I tell him. <laughs> what was he saying by that? Well, he was saying, I, I tell myself, I, the man on the inside, the spirit man, the man that has the Holy Spirit living in him, the word of God abiding in it. I tell the rest of myself how it's going to feel. Amen. Glory to God. You ever had your mom say, I'm going to wipe that frown off your face? Well, she, I'm going to tell you how to feel. Now, listen. Our spirit, now he said he prays that the spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Our spirit man is preserved by faith in Jesus. When you get born again, your spirit man is perfect. Do you realize that? You, your spirit man was made in the image of God. He's perfect. Our soul is preserved by renewing our mind with the Word of God. Our body is preserved by bringing it into subjection to the Word of God. Amen. I've been working on something the whole year. <clears throat> and it hit me the other day that I'm worse off than I was when I started. I thought, I wonder whose fault that is. That's got to be the devil, right? I mean, no, no, it's not the devil. It's my fault. And I had a, I had a heart, I had a come to Jesus moment with myself. And I said to myself, self, you are the problem. You it. You can't blame this on anybody else. This is you. Amen. That was after I called the scales a liar. And that was after it said to me, one at a time, please. <laughs> See, how many understand what, I, that's funny, but how many understand what I'm saying? G you, guess what? <clears throat> you have to tell yourself what you're going to do. You can't let yourself, you can't let your body, your soul dictate to you what to do. You, your spirit man's got to be in charge. Now, how does he get so strong? You have to feed him. So you have to feed him. What you, you know, what you feed grows, doesn't it? What you starve gets smaller, right? 
We, we know that, right? What we feed grows. See, you don't want the, the stray cat to hang around. You can't feed it. Right, because it's going to stay. Amen. Now, I want to look at, did you get something tonight? I want to look at one last scripture, and this is, this is kind of connected here. Let's, let's go to Romans chapter 6. I'm just talking about, we don't want to be carnal Christians. We don't want to be body-ruled Christians. We want to be spirit real Christians. We, we want to be what Paul called the spiritual man who's ruled by the Word and ruled by the Spirit. Not by what I want. Amen. Not by what I want to do. But by what I'm supposed to do. Wow, that's powerful right there. Not by what I want to do, but what I'm supposed to do. Man, there's been times I didn't, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go preach. I used to have those times. Man, I'm telling you what, I'd preach here. Then I'd go drive somewhere. I still do that some, but not as much as I used to. I used to in the beginning days. Even the first several years, I was preaching all the time. Most every Sunday night, I was going somewhere to preach. That's why we never started Sunday night church. Because I was gone. And uh, But there were times... I'm telling you what, I don't know, my body's just like your body. On Sunday afternoon, it, it, it wants to shut down. Am I the only one like that? I mean, my body, as soon as church is over and we go eat, it says, first, first thing it says is go feed me. <laughs> Here we go, let's go feed the body. Oh, let's go to the buffet. It loves buffets. And so, you know, you take it to the buffet. Okay, what do you want? That, 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 that. No, we're, we're going to offer menu today. Okay, page one, page two. And then, you know, you, it, it goes home and it goes, oh, put me to bed. Is that right? <laughs> but I've had, you know, but when you got to go preach somewhere, you can't do that. I mean, you, you feed it, but you, it's got to go. And there have been times I've told Phil, I said, hey, why don't you go? Why don't you go preach and I'm going to stay at home? She says, if you're not going, I'm not going. Well, see, that's the flesh. I have to tell it. You understand? See, I didn't have to go. I could have told those people, I'm not, you know, I could have told them I'm not coming. But I'm, but I'm doing the will of God. And I'm not going to let my body tell me you're not going. Right? You're going to go because you're supposed to. This is, this, is, this is the way. How many life is just that way? You can't just do what you want to do. You got to do what's, what's the best thing. Amen. Now look at this in Romans, and we'll close right here. I hope you got something out of this tonight. Romans chapter 6, verse 19. Uh, in the King James Bible, it says, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity. The King James uses the word infirmity, but it, it actually is the word weakness. Infirmity is fine, but it means weakness. I speak after the manner of men because of the weakness of your flesh. So is our flesh weak? This isn't a negative confession. It's the weak link in our whole makeup. We're spirit, soul, and body, but the weak link that we have to work on is our flesh. Our spirit man's already been born again. He's perfect. He's in the image of God. But we have to renew our mind, and like Paul said, we have to present our bodies. So he, this is the Bible, right? He said the weakness of... This isn't the only place I can show this to you anyway. But he said, because of the weakness of your flesh, 
For as you have yielded your members, servants unto uncleanness to iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now yield your members, servants to righteousness unto holiness. So what Paul is saying is our weak link where Satan tries to get in is the flesh. That's why you have to bring it into subjection or it will get you, like Paul said, disqualified. It will get you into trouble. You have to bring it into subjection and make it obey the Word of God. Amen. And so we all have flesh. We all have this weakness. But we don't want to be carnal Christians that are controlled or ruled by it. Look, if your flesh did not want to do things that are wrong at times, there wouldn't be any such thing as temptation. You can only be tempted. See, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own, the King James says, lust and enticed. That word lust just doesn't mean, just doesn't, excuse me. That word lust doesn't just mean sexual. It is actually the word desire. You can't be tempted for what you don't desire. Now, when I say you, let's qualify you. What your flesh, you is the man on the inside. Right? Paul said, I can't decide whether I want to stay or I want to go be with Christ. Well, his body wasn't going to be with Christ. It's going in the ground. The I he talked about was his inner man, which is just as real, more real than your outer man. So, <laughs> so you, you can't be tempted unless your outer man wanted to do some things that it shouldn't do. Couldn't be tempted. Is it the will of God? Well, I probably shouldn't even ask that because I think some of you will get this wrong. Is it the will of God for you to eat six pieces of chocolate cake in one setting? Has anybody ever, has anybody ever done it? Come on, let's be honest. Well, listen, that's all female voices I'm hearing saying no. Of course. Amen. Yeah. How many understand it's your, it's your, it's your outer man that you, you've got to watch because it'll try to control your life. That's what makes you a carnal Christian is when your outer man is in control. Amen. Let the inner man dominate. And that's not fun always, but it sure, it sure produces good results. Right? This is suffering. Paul said, you know, Peter said it this way, he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. He wasn't talking about they suffer sickness and car wreck. No, he's talking about your flesh suffering because it's not getting its way. You just don't let it have its way. And that can be suffering sometimes. Amen. Come on. Has anybody ever tried to lose weight? Is it fun? How many of you just can't wait? Oh, man, I'm going on a diet tomorrow. I'm so excited. Praise God. No, man, it's a lot more fun to put it on. Because the flesh is getting what it wants, right? But how many don't like the results? All right, what, what's the problem here? Well, we're letting our outer man, we're letting our outer man dominate and tell us to do something we really know we shouldn't do. Is that right? I'm sorry for convicting you like this. So, 
Y'all go home fast. But how many, I'm just, how many just, it's just easy to understand it that way. It's just easy to understand. I, it helps me understand because I understand, yeah, you know, I let my body tell me what to do, you know. And so that's just one area. Amen. You just can't let your body control your life. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.